God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, amen. This is the day the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Turn to your neighbor and tell them this is a great day. Praise God, praise God. You can be seated for just a moment. What a wonderful group of people I'm looking out over this pulpit from and rejoicing together. This is a great day. We are glad that you are here. Amen. Amen. Before I preach, let me have your attention for a moment. I feel I owe you an explanation. After being badgered from my office to the front row, ridiculed, it felt like the walk of the Via de la Rosa, like Jesus going to Calvary. In my defense, ah, I ordered a shirt on Amazon Monday morning of one of, of, one of the teams. Guaranteed delivery by Thursday. I have Amazon Prime, so I thought, well, that's double the Amazon time. Thursday comes, Mike, I log on. Your package will be there tomorrow or the next day. No big deal. Sunday's a long ways off. I go through Friday. No shipment, no package. I log on. Whoops, we're sorry, your package will be here tomorrow. No big deal. It's not Sunday. I'll get up and go through Saturday. No package. I'm getting worried now. So I go to bed last night and I just check outdoors, right? What if they just didn't ring the doorbell? No package. I get up early this morning. Hmm. I checked the front door. No package. <laughs> and my wife says, don't worry. If it comes before I leave, I'll bring it. She's here. No package. <laughs> so this morning I get up and I have a Charger shirt. And I have this shirt. And I ask my wife, which one do you want to wear? And her quote is, I'm not wearing that dumb shirt. <laughs> well, I can't just leave him behind. It's Spirit Sunday. So here I am. <laughs> but I'm up here worshiping, minding my own business, right? Oh, hallelujah. Yeah, thy kingdom come, hallelujah. I get a tap on the shoulder and somebody hands me where'd you get this now I don't condone this okay they didn't run this by me I went to the mall during the worship service to buy this for you. Okay. I don't recommend shopping 
during worship. But to honor their efforts, I feel like I have to preach in it now. Huh? Actually, I already had my attitude with this shirt. Now I got to tone it back a little bit. So excuse me a minute while I get dressed. During the next worship service, if somebody runs and gets a 40, we have another service, so if you, anyway. Sorry, I really run to wear you, but, but nobody likes you. And not everybody likes you, but I think they're like better, but. So that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Let's all stand. All right, before I preach, I want to make sure you're not messed up. We good? Turn to your neighbor and tell him I'm good. Honestly, these are two incredible teams with probably the identical record. Any team could win, and both teams deserve it. And kudos to the winner. We good? Okay, it's not worth your salvation getting crossways with me. Matthew chapter 6. Verse 10. Honestly, and then I'll let it go, okay? I tried everything not to wear this. But then when I left this morning, Daniel, I got a revelation from the Lord, and I, I thought, all things work together for the good to them that are called according. So anyway, anyway Matthew chapter 6. <laughs> hey, if you're not having fun living for God, you're doing something wrong. Okay, come on now. Laughter is like a mess. That's what the Bible says. Some of you could afford to overdose today on that. But anyway, <laughs> see, see, the spirit's coming out. I got I got I got a spirit is like bleeding through the other shirt. Matthew chapter six, verse 10. We pray that your kingdom will come, that what you want will be done here on earth the same as it is in heaven. We pray that your kingdom, referring to God, will come and that what you want will be done here on this earth the same as it is in heaven. I'm going to preach to you this morning on this Super Bowl Sunday, Spirit Sunday, this title, My Kingdom, Thy Kingdom. My Kingdom, Thy Kingdom. Heavenly Father, help me once again to minister to your wonderful people, to dispense hope and power that the voice of God would speak through any distraction and that I would flow in the Holy Ghost and you would use me today let the Spirit of God be upon me and upon this house. We love you and thank you for your presence. Lend an ear to our needs today. In Jesus' name I pray. If you receive it, shout amen. 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 God bless you for standing this morning. You can be seated. My kingdom, thy kingdom. The 2018 Red Flag Friday was designed to push the boundaries of the Chiefs brand while also honoring everything that the brand stood for. In order to achieve the effects, it was created the new Chiefs Kingdom logo.
that would predominantly be featured along many recognizable highways and streets throughout the city. The flags there represented a new brand. The flags were sold on the Friday before the Chiefs' 2018 regular season game, and the net proceeds were benefiting the Ronald McDonald Charities of Kansas City. Henceforth, the term was coined Chiefs' Kingdom. About everything working about the kingdom. Ironically, two years ago, we were in the city of St. Louis there, and we had the privilege of being in that city with our general conference and our uh, commitments to our organization, and we had fun there. And we did a little sightseeing tour between sessions, my son and I, my son-in-law, and we toured the Union Station there, and it was an amazing time. And I didn't know two years ago, obviously, the Chiefs would be going to the Super Bowl. By the way, the last time they went was in Super Bowl Four, and this is Super Bowl 54, I think, 50 years ago. So who would have thunk that they would have been in the Super Bowl two years later? But we are traveling there and kind of did some fun stuff there and uh, went through Union Station, kind of did some of the memorabilia. My son and I, my son-in-law, we toured the stadium there. You can see us there right behind my left shoulder. You can see the phrase, maybe uh, Chiefs Kingdom. Uh, it was birthed a couple years ago. And then we were just kind of having a good time, and then we went into the gift store on our way out, and we began to think about some things and look around, and we, we, maybe this was just kind of some prophetic word that the Chiefs were going to be going to the Super Bowl. Of course, taking these pictures, I wouldn't have known that. We had a great, great time, and it was just all fun and games. And I, I got to thinking this, this week as I was preparing for a message about something about maybe the Super Bowl, about sports, about God, and I, I thought about the, the, the Chiefs' kingdom, which was coined two years ago, and then I thought about the term, my kingdom. Then I thought about the term, thy kingdom. You see, my kingdom is all about me. It's about what I think, what I want, what I think is important. It's about the desires that I have. The solar system evolves around me, and I'm the sun, and everything else are planets. It's what I want. With social media, they've coined the word selfie, which is basically all about self. I say, sure, it's fun to take pictures of yourself on Instagram and Snapchat, doing whatever you're doing that you think that other people want to see, but where it can be a little me-centric, which means it's all about you, it's when you're caught up in thinking that everything you want to share has to have something to do with you and you are the main attraction. How can I win? How can I conquer? How can I get the best? That is a my kingdom world. It's about me. It's about what is important to me. It's about how do I get ahead? How do I win? How do I achieve the top? How do I get to the pinnacle of the mountain? And I got to thinking as we would think about chief's kingdom, my kingdom, and about the kingdom of God. And when I thought about God's kingdom and I looked that up and there's the definition of kingdom, it's the domain over which spiritual sovereignty of God or Christ extends, whether in heaven or on earth. My opening scripture there was about, Lord, your will be done. Your kingdom be done. Thy kingdom be done on earth as it is in heaven. You see, if God's kingdom is truly coming to fruition, things that happen here would reflect what is happening in heaven. But if we're not careful, we can live in a my kingdom world. It's about me getting ahead. It's about me finding a better job. It's about me getting a bigger 
and better house. But if we're not careful, we can get caught up in that and too long live in a my kingdom scenario. But I'm preaching to us this morning about thy kingdom, about the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God that is God-centric around his desires. Everything evolves around the will of God or everything evolves around the voice of God. God's kingdom is where I live. God's kingdom is where I want us to live as a church. God's kingdom is where I'm pushing for you to live. You've got to zoom out on this Super Bowl Sunday and ask yourself the question, have I been living a my kingdom life or have I been living a thy kingdom life? I believe it's the will of God that we live a thy kingdom life. Can someone shout amen? Amen. So my scripture, my thought, my message is really my kingdom or thy kingdom. God's kingdom is where he intends for us to live. His laws, his policies, his procedures, his protocols and culture is all about him and the kingdom. The kingdom is fluid in my thoughts if I'm living in a God kingdom, a thy kingdom. Everything about God is fluid in my thoughts and in my conversation, in my actions in my lifestyle, in my decision-making process. I'm running it through the grid of, God, what do you think about this? I'm only up on this my kingdom word, uh, word, earth uh, a little bit, but your kingdom is more important to me, not only in this life, but in the life to come. So if I'm going to understand the life to come with thy kingdom, then I better start making some adjustments in my kingdom while I live in this world. I want God to be the centerpiece. I want God to be the everything, the essence of who I am and the way that I'm raising my family. I want God's mind to be in my mind. I want God's heart to be in my heart. What am I doing? I'm trying to take my kingdom and put thy kingdom in the midst of that and let me evolve around what God thinks. Whenever I'm making decisions for my life, even church decisions as a pastor, I want the centerpiece of what I am trying to work through to be the heartbeat of God, thy kingdom. And sometimes, honestly, thy kingdom is in conflict with my kingdom, and maybe so in your life. Sometimes thy kingdom might be the harder way. Sometimes thy kingdom might be the most truthful way. Sometimes thy kingdom might be the purest way. But if we are defaulting to my kingdom, then as time goes on, I'm going to slowly drift off from thy kingdom and I'm going to look up one day and realize I have created a my kingdom life. I've made decisions with my children. I've made decisions about my job. I've made decisions about the neighborhood and where I'm living because what is going to be great for me. But when people look back, my friend, on their life, you cannot go back and readjust your kingdom. It is set in stone and the cement is hardened, but God is here to help us make the right decisions. And as one writer said, to walk after the spirit and not after the flesh. You see, the flesh is my kingdom and the spirit is thy kingdom. And that takes energy, that takes effort, that takes a concerted thought process of my cognitive skills. Yes, I'm going to do what's right in the sight of God because we know that heaven and earth shall pass away, but his word or his kingdom will never pass away, my friend. So what am I preaching to you this morning? I'm not talking about chief's kingdom. I'm not talking about my kingdom. I'm honing in on thy kingdom, the things of God. What does God have to say about your life? What does God have to say about your situation? What does God have to say about your future? 
And I think as I pastor long enough where we get tripped up and mixed up, it's when God's thought or thy kingdom becomes option B in our life. You see, option A must be thy kingdom. Option B can be my kingdom, but anything has to submit to one another. My kingdom has to submit to thy kingdom because I'm serving God. He's filled me with his spirit and he is leading me down a path that he has earmarked for righteousness for me and my family and my children. And if I'm going to do things right, I'm going to have to wake up someday and say, hey, no matter what, it's always thy kingdom. No matter how I feel, it's always thy kingdom. When we've got to make a decision that's left or right, I have to go with thy kingdom because God knows the beginning from the ending. He's the alpha and he's the omega. My kingdom can't quantify any of that because it can't measure up to God. And so yes, his laws, his protocols and procedures, the processes and the culture, I have to constantly be working and making sure that it is thy kingdom and not my kingdom. Because this is what I know, that my kingdom is the natural default. And if you do nothing, you will end up at my kingdom. If you do nothing, you will end up at the flesh. If you do nothing, you will end up at what you want to do. But it does take energy, and it does take effort to walk into the spirit and not into the flesh. It does take a little energy to seek the throne of God. God, what are you thinking about this job opportunity? God, what are you thinking about this situation at the school with my kids? God, what are you thinking about this housing situation? God, what's your perspective or what's your thoughts on this? And then we stand back and we let God tell us what he thinks. That is a thy kingdom lifestyle. So you've got to ask yourself the question here in the context of my message, where you sit here today in the context of your life, have you been living a my kingdom life or are you living a thy kingdom life? It's a big question. But if you're honest with yourself, I think you'll come up with the right answer. And for most of us that sit here in the spirit of God, we are probably all chasing the thy kingdom lifestyle. But if that is so, why do some people still continue to live in the my kingdom mentality, in the culture of the my kingdom, because they are not doing everything that God has asked them to do. They are putting God secondary, and God is a second opinion, or God is option B, or option C. I'm saying it's time we need to flip that over and say, God, it's all about you. My world will evolve around you. You are the sun. I am a planet in your solar system. You don't evolve around me. You're not a part of my solar system. You were here long before I was showed up and you know more than I know and you have more power than I have. And God, I want to be close to the cross in Calvary and you have filled me with your spirit, which enables me to submit to your will. So to that, I say thy kingdom. The kingdom of God will always put his ways above our ways. When you live in his kingdom, you walk in kingdom purpose. Things happen when you're walking after the Spirit. It's what I call that God's just little blessings upon your life. And when I'm doing everything that I know to do, and when I'm doing everything that I can possibly do, then God makes up any shortfall or deficiency when there's a gap between something that needs to be done and God wants to get me here. But here's what I've learned in life. When I am living a my kingdom lifestyle and a me-centric world, there's a gap between God and I and the supernatural. And it's those people that 
not live there that say, God doesn't do anything for me. I never can catch a break. God never answers my prayers. God feels like a million miles away. And that's probably because we've been living and moving in a me-centric world, and we're trying to get us to put God first to live in a thy kingdom world. And when you're walking in kingdom purpose, you align yourself with his power, anointing, and blessings. It's what I call living in the overflow. Things that you can't orchestrate. Things that are part of the supernatural, Brother Foster, that you can't explain. It's a thy kingdom spirit. It's a thy kingdom neighborhood. It's a thy kingdom lifestyle. Let me give you something just a little bitty. It just happened Friday. Little bitty thy kingdom living in the overflow. Last month in December, my wife went to the doctor and they did an exam and we paid the bill there and she paid. And then she, they called her back for another exam as a follow-up in January. And she went and she said, hey, I said, how much was this bill? And she said, oh, they said I didn't have to pay. I said, well, praise the Lord, but that's not really normally how the medical industry works. <laughs> well, they said I didn't pay nothing, so I didn't pay. My wife's very obedient, you know, understand. So she just, so I'm, I'm going to get Mike some surprise bill from a doctor's office, you know, all these things. So I do get a surprise bill from a doctor's office. That is true. I opened the mail this week, and there's the lab results, and it shows $285. Revisit, $185. So add $285 and $185. What does that come to? Almost $500 bucks. Oh, are you serious? I thought, so I'm just thinking we owe almost 500 bucks. So my wife comes walking through the house. I said, hey, did you go to the doctor three times? No, only twice. And you paid the first bill? Yeah, when was that? In December. I said, well, they're billing us for 285 bucks. And she said, oh, no, they only told me I owed 175. So, okay, I still owe $90. So I call them up. And this, now I'm just, excuse my little rant for a minute, Debbie, but I call him up. I want, yeah, I like to pay my wife's bill. Who's the patient? Yolanda Durant's. We can't talk to you. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> well, I just want to pay my wife's bill. You don't want my money? I could tell in my ear, I'm getting like, I'm getting like. <laughs> Fine. Pay it yourself, lady. <laughs> I wasn't actually wearing this, but I kind of felt it, right? Well, it's my wife. I can tell you everything about her. Well, we need to talk to her, but whatever you ask her, I already know. I know her name. I know her social security. I know her birthday. I know her address. She lives with me. We can't talk to you. you can, can you take my money or you got to take her money? Because she don't even have a job. So if you want her money, <laughs> that's what you get. Ah. Oh. Okay, well, she, and she, my, at that time, my wife's not home, right? I'm just going to pay this off and be done with it and tell her, don't go to the doctor anymore. Let us pray for you. It's cheaper, <laughs> quicker. I mean, it don't even hurt. They don't even sting like the needle. We just anoint you with oil and you're healed. So my wife comes back. Then I got all ups. I had to calm down. So I fill up the next day. I, said, I better call her. I got I got a friend. So, oh, baby, you got to sit here. So, oh, we can't talk to you. Yeah, I know. Can we talk to your wife? Yeah, she's right here. So I put it on mute. I said, babe, how do they know I just don't have some lady walking on? Excuse me, miss, with your dog. Can you just t tell them you're my wife so I can pay the bill? How do, how do they know? It's not like FaceTime. Unmute. 
Oh, here's my wife. She'll be happy to answer your questions. Remember? So my, oh, yes, that's my husband. I told her that. Yolanda Durant, I told her that too. 276, I told her that too. God. Okay, sure. And then I get, oh, hello? She goes, okay, yes, now what would you like to tell me? <laughs> Nothing. Okay, I'm trying to get to the blessing, right? I'm sorry, I'm, I'm getting on. A, so I said, I got a bill here. I'm just trying to figure out. My wife says she paid, and I get a bill. This doesn't make sense to me. She goes, okay, well, what does the bill say? So I tell her, okay, well, that 285, she already paid that. Right, exactly. That's what I'm confirming. Okay, do I owe the 285? No. Do I owe the balance? Nope. I go, okay, what about the 185? She, they called her back for a visit. Okay, no, I'm talking about living in the overflow. Okay, listen to me. Now, this is where the story gets good. Okay, I'm thinking I owe 285 and 185, Mike. Okay. I'm thinking my wife, okay, no Christmas gift, no birthday gift. No. <laughs> We're good for 2020, babe. You blew it all on one visit. Okay, so I'm getting ready to just, I actually, I got this out, get my card, okay. And I just go, hey, what's the number? Yeah, let's get this over with, all right? So I got, I'm actually like this at my desk. So I said, okay, what about the 185? No, uh, we don't owe anything. Okay, so let me make sure, ma'am, that you, the lady that you went and talked to me, let me make sure you're, gonna, you're talking to me right now. Okay, I don't owe anything on the 285 because my wife paid 175 at the time of the visit. Yes, okay. What happened to the other 90 bucks? Cash payment? Yes, cash payment. Fine. What about the other bill? No. But I'm looking at it. She goes, no, that must have crisscrossed in the mail. And I'm thinking, crisscrossed with what? I didn't send you anything, right? What's there to crisscross? I never sent nothing. Just came, anyway, okay. Ah! I said, okay, so just to make sure my wife's account is good. We have zero balance. We're good. We don't owe you nothing. Life goes on. She goes, that's right. So I hung up and I said, thank you, Jesus. Now, you don't seem that excited that I was, but I thought I just saved like 500 bucks, right? I called thinking I owe $500, and then she talked me off the ledge, and I thought, I know I owe 185 because she went back for a second visit, and then she says, no, you don't owe us. I'm just talking about living in a thy kingdom world that may not be that important to somebody else, but when God shows up in your life, and he does the supernatural, and it doesn't make sense in the brain and the conversation you're having, and God says, I got you covered. You don't need to be spinning here. You're faithful to me. I'm going to bless you in some areas. It don't make sense to you, but this is a thy kingdom world. We're not living in your kingdom, Tom Durant. We're living in my kingdom where I can do things that you can't do. You want to pay a bill, that's your kingdom. But let me show you what I can do when you live and you move in my kingdom. This is the God. This is the kind of God that I serve. A thy kingdom world. It's a lifestyle. It's a relationship. It's a submission. It's an honorable to the house of God. Hey. That's what I call living in the overflow. And we won't get into how many tennis shoes or brook shoes I have in my closet that I haven't paid for. That's a whole nother overflow. I'm just telling you, God does everything right. And thy kingdom come, thy will be done. You see, the thing about my kingdom, my life, my ambitions, my goals, my passions is a planet in God's solar system. I'm not preaching against passion. 
I'm not preaching against ambition. I'm not preaching against goals. But what I'm asking you to do is to make sure when you take all of who you are, that that is a planet in God's solar system and God isn't a planet in your solar system. We are revolving around God. We are circling the will of God and the things of God and the house of God and the word of God and the people of God. That's living in a thy kingdom world where my kingdom is a part of what God is already doing. Can I get an amen? And when we align ourselves in that manner, God brings the overflow and the blessings that we cannot contain. Here's the thing. Here's the opposite is true as well. When we align God in our solar system as a planet, we forfeit walking in kingdom purpose and the privilege of living in the overflow. When we make God a planet, what does that mean? Brother John, you can come, but listen, this, this, this is what this means. When we make God a planet, we forfeit the privilege of walking in kingdom purpose and in the overflow. How does God become a planet in my life? When God is on my punch list of things to do. And I go to church when I don't have something else to do. I dress honorable before God when it's convenient. I pay my tithes when I have money left over. That is God in a planet. God is a part of what I, what do you got to do today? Well, I got to mow the grass. I got to go by the cleaners. I probably need to go to church and I got to get my car washed. God is on the punch list of my accomplishments for the day. You are living in a me centric world and God is a planet on your to-do list. I'm just telling you, my friend, listen to me. If you want to walk in kingdom purpose and you want to live in the overflow and you say, hey, well, that was a funny little joke about your medical bill. I'm telling you, when you call sister and you think you're going to be fork up almost 500 bucks and you hang up the phone shredding the invoice and they didn't take no money from you, that's some real God relationship of living in the overflow. And maybe that's not your need right now, but I don't believe that would happen if God was a planet in my world and I did things with God and for God and to God when it was convenient or when I wasn't busy. Hello? So thy kingdom is, hey, God's first and I am a planet that circles the will of God. My life, my family, my marriage, my relationship, my children when we raised our kids. I'm in God's solar system. He's not in mine. And my decisions and my lifestyle and all these things in my relationship is vetted through God. And then God enables us to walk in kingdom purpose with the overflow. But you got to go back and answer the question as I close this morning. My kingdom, thy kingdom. Hey, hey, here's an easier question for you. Of the percentages of you, 100% is you. How much till this day has been my kingdom and what percentage has been thy kingdom? I know part of the percentage is thy kingdom because you're here this morning. Come on, you're here on Super Bowl Sunday. Hello. So yes, thy kingdom is a percentage of who I am. The question I asked you this morning, how much of a percent is my kingdom? And how much is the percent of thy kingdom? And the goal is to be 100% thy kingdom. That's the goal. 
That's the objective. That's the end zone. That's the end game. Thy kingdom. But somewhere in thy kingdom, of course, is me. My little bitty kingdom. But the overwhelming vastness of the solar system is God. And God is not just a little speck on the radar screen of my kingdom. No, I'm a little speck on the radar system of God's kingdom. And God chooses to bless. God chooses to anoint. God chooses to bring favor. In some way, my friend, listen to me. In some way, I kind of have a little influence over that. When I align myself to walk in kingdom privilege, and purpose and God honors his word in Malachi he said I'll pour out a blessing on you more than you are able to contain or withhold so yes I say thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth That personal phrase, Brother Townsend, I'm going to say, on earth where I live. Lord, where I live, what I know is life, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. In the same way you do it in heaven. Let it be done in my life. Let it be done in my family, my marriage, my home. One translation says this, Test me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out you a blessing until it overflows. It's one translation. Until it overflows. My kingdom, thy kingdom, where is it? What is it? Could you stand with me this morning? Go back in your mind's eye with me. And I want you to grab that percentage. Okay? You got you to gotta add a percent to my kingdom and you got to add a percent to thy kingdom. Be honest with yourself. Don't, you don't, no one's going to know. If my kingdom is 75 and thy kingdom is 25, identify where you're at. Say, God, I got to change this. Whatever the percent is, you need to know. And the greater percentage of thy kingdom, that number gets bigger, the more kingdom purpose and favor you walk with God. You see, this is what I know, that I'm not trying to get rid of my kingdom. That's impossible. As long as we're living, we're going to have our world. But it does not need to supersede or be more powerful than thy kingdom. I'm living, I got a family, I got to go to the grocery store, I got to get the car wash, I got to go to the cleaners, the kids have got to go to soccer, we got to mow the lawn, we got to, we got to make a house payment. We, that's my world. Okay, that doesn't go away. But that world or that kingdom cannot overshadow thy kingdom. Thy kingdom must overshadow my kingdom. And when I identify the percentages, the goal, one writer says that I would decrease Okay? My kingdom would decrease, and the writer said that thy will increase. 
Okay? So your percent, God, needs to go up of thy kingdom, and my percent needs to come down. Gospel of John tells us that. I must decrease and you must increase. So I'm going to pray for us and open the altars, but find those percentages and ask God, hey God, I want to walk in kingdom purpose. I want to walk within the overflow. And somehow in my business, I've got these numbers out of balance. And I'm coming to you this morning, God, to flow in your kingdom. Help me, God. Speak to me, God. Speak, thy servant listens. I'm leaning into your voice, God. I don't know how I did this, and I don't know, but I got to fix it. Heavenly Father, I pray for the Spirit of God to rest upon us right now. That your kingdom, God, that you established upon earth, you came back on the day of Pentecost, and you filled the temples and the vessels, and you began your earthly kingdom, God, and you ministered. I pray, God, that my kingdom doesn't overshadow and overtake, that it doesn't commandeer the will of God. But, Lord, we submit, God, we are in your solar system, your galaxy. You are not in ours. We live in yours. I pray that you'd give us wisdom to discern that. Bless us. We come humbly to the cross today, God. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let this prayer rest upon us. In Jesus' name, I pray it. Hallelujah. My friend, I open these altars to you. You want a fresh place to pray? You want to just double check the percentages? My kingdom, thy kingdom, God. Let's talk about this, God. Walking in kingdom purpose. Living in the overflow. God's favor. God's anointing. Lord, let it flow liberally from the throne of God this morning. I pray this in the spirit upon the church of the living God.